We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too good. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there, welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, probably a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and GSPN. I am Ty Windish, one of your hosts, and my co-host, the esteemed Rohan Kadi. Big into watches, so Rohan, I wondered if, just off the top here, could you kind of explain to us, you know, what watch was Damian Lillard talking about after Bucks Kings on Sunday night? You know, was there a specific watch you could infer by the way he was holding his wrist and tapping it? Or could you just, I guess, in general, weigh in on that as a watch aficionado? What exactly was going on there, Rohan? Well, here's the thing. I'm trying to find this as I'm talking, but I believe Damian Lillard has a watch. He does. He is the newest NBA ambassador of TSO. So it might be a sponsored segment from Dame whenever wow. he does his Dame That's time celebration. Uh, of course, it's not. It's just <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's funny. We saw the the group picture of the Bucks after the game, so and they were cool. all doing the celebration. But they were doing like the Shadur uh, sort of celebration too, which means like, ooh, are they talking about like a Roly or something? It's 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 interesting. It's interesting. But of course, that comes at the crux of Damian Lillard hitting his first game winning. I say first game winning buzzer beater as a member of the Milwaukee Bucks. We got the full Dame time experience in a game where I just assumed they were going to lose. Yeah, Uh, they played like they were going to lose and they end up snatching victories from victory from the jaws of defeat. But yeah, as 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 the GSPN resident watch guy, I'll say I'll say it, it was it was a classy TSO. Yeah. Not sponsored, yeah. unless Tiso wants to hit me up. Yeah, Tiso, but... let's get it done. We're I hope, we're hoping to have a lot more of these watch conversations throughout the regular season and playoffs. So you know, it would be a good time to reach out to us. I will say that. Yeah, it would be it would be nice, but uh, of course, you know, we are recording on Monday morning. A happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Uh, we recognize all that he has done for the country, for people of color, for 
for everyone and human rights in these United States of America and across the world. We respect and uh, pay our respects to him and his family uh, during Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Very well said, Rohan, and agree entirely with with that um, description of our thoughts here about uh, the great uh, Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Um, but back to the Bucks and Dame. Honestly, wasn't even a great game for Dame heading into the overtime, although he hit a big three and then, of course, the, the Dame time three. But We boy, were ready, pulling back the curtain a little yeah. bit, we were ready to give him a downstop for that game. Well, I mean, it kind of, it, I, I think that would have been pretty fair. And then, and then quickly it wasn't. I mean, at the end of the day, Dame nine for 23, which is 39% from the field, five for 13, which is 38% from three, six for six from free throw. The downstock may have been a little, well, it's just, it's hard to draw the line because I think Dame generally and certainly last night feels like he is getting hit and not getting calls driving to the rim. And I think that had a lot to do with his low two-point percentage in that game. But at a certain point, I mean, you just you just have to call what happens as what happens, even if you would like to see Dame get some more calls. Uh, really a wild game even before um, Dame sends the Kings packing with the L in overtime because Mike Brown – like one missed call campaign pretty much held De'Aaron Fox's arm and De'Aaron Fox kind of – it didn't directly lead to a turnover but like you know a couple steps later then a hurried pass was turned over by the Bucks. It's going in a fast break. Mike Brown just goes ballistic despite the Kings not being whistled for a foul on Milwaukee in the fourth quarter until they were intentionally fouling at the end of the period which to me is like just be realistic. You know what I mean? Like – Come on. But he goes crazy out on the court, gets ejected. Those two texts made a pretty big difference at the end of the day. So thank you, Mike Brown, for contributing those two points to Milwaukee's uh, bottom line there. Um, but that happened at the end of the game. The Bucks foul up three, but they do it way too early. And it leads to a Kings comeback because Sacramento, I mean, very clearly only wanted Giannis to get the inbounds passes. Which Giannis like, gets can, inbounded can we... twice. This has been a thing the entire year, and I get I for one from one perspective I get it. I'm referring to inbounding to Giannis when teams are intentionally fouling. Yeah, uh, it's better than a turnover. To, yes, credit to Giannis. One, he's been generally making his free throws in those situations. Yeah, uh, aside from aside from last night, but he was three, three or four. four. I mean, it's three better than the Kings shot and the clutch free throws. So that's fair. Three or four, uh, still like that one missed free throw is the reason the game went into overtime. Yeah, but. Um, generally, it's been a pretty good shooting percentage from Giannis in clutch free throw situations. Uh, and I too, I get it because he's an easy target to inbound the ball to. He yeah. can just go up and get the ball no matter what, right? Uh, my thing is he's one of the best passers on the team yeah. and not the best free throw shooter. Just have him inbound the ball. Well, I, I just think they need to draw up more like, okay, inbound to Giannis and then he immediately passes. I think the second one, he had a pass to Dame and he, he didn't do it. Like Dame is streaking toward him. No one's really around him. Throw the ball to Dame. Like, I, I'm okay if they inbound it to him sometimes because, again, like probably one point. I mean, he was three for four in the, on the clutch free throws. One point is better than handing the ball over to the other team without using any time on the clock or making them foul. Like, uh, it's there's it's not ideal, obviously, but it's not your worst-case scenario, and it's very easy to pass to Giannis. I also think, like, how much of this – if Chris is Chris is out because it's the second night of a back-to-back, Chris is, of course, 
The Bucks designated inbounder. Pat Connaughton stepped in for him. Didn't do great. I mean, you had to call a timeout and still only threw it to Giannis twice, which is not ideal. Uh, I think Giannis as the inbounder works. I think Giannis out there works too. I mean, it, you can waste some time. Just let him pass. But, like, he gets the ball, and one of them, Dame is running straight toward him. Just pass the ball to Dame or Beasley. Um, so, overall, that was not that was not done well. And I think the Bucks. Do you think fouled. it's a pride thing? Well, I, I think it's a I think it's a little bit of a security thing as well. I mean, again, the last thing you do want to do in the situation is turn it over. I mean, I'm saying this as I'm saying you should pass it. Every pass adds more risk. And, of course, you know the other team is going to be flying around and trying to do anything but give it to Dame or Malik Beasley. So it's not easy, but I think the Bucs need to just be better at it for sure. And I'm sure I didn't get to watch Adrian Griffin's postgame press conference. I watched Dame's, which was awesome, with one of his kids on his lap, which is great to see. Uh, but I'm sure that they they will not probably execute this poorly again in one of these situations because on it, either it, end. It's only been a this season thing that this has been happening. This yeah. hasn't happened in years past. And I'm wondering, again, this is pure speculation. The crux of it was that Game 5 Miami where he gets the ball when Miami is trying to intentionally free throw and or foul Giannis for free throws and just like almost throws it out of bounds. Yeah. I wonder if that was the crux of this. Yeah, I mean, it might be. So who knows? Who's to say? Not us. I'm yeah. just speculating. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, end of, situ- uh, end of game situation. The Bucks. Giannis misses his free throw. De'Aaron Fox comes down the other end, scores two points on Giannis, and then the game goes to overtime. Just what a... A, a crazy sequence. The Kings make their mini comeback. And of course, they go down six in overtime. The Bucks do free throw game situation. Uh, Malik Monk misses both of his free throws. Deer and Fox misses one of two free throws. And then uh, the Bucks are off to the races. Damian Lillard inbounds it to Brooke Lopez. Immediately, Brooke Lopez passes it back to a streaking Damian Lillard because no one covers the inbounder, as you do in these situations. They took advantage of that. And Dame just does Dame things—a little step, uh, sidestep three-pointer from like four feet beyond the three-point line. Just, yeah, I, I screamed, I screamed. Oh, I did too. I, I yelled. I audibly yelled in the house. I had to go explain to Mrs. Eurostep what the hell had happened because I, I just couldn't believe it. I mean, I, we should be able to believe it because we know about Dame, of course. But it, seeing it happen live like this was—I mean, one of the most electric shots we've seen a buck hit for sure. Yeah, when's the last time we got like a buzzer beater shot like that from a buck? I mean, we obviously know about Jared Dudley to Jared Bayless. I'm sure mm-hmm. there's been one since then, but they're pretty rare. It doesn't come to mind. No, we've had like we've had like some Giannis like uh, turn that turnaround oh, against the Chris against Boston, but didn't they end up losing that game? They did lose that game. It went to OT. Yeah, that sent it to overtime, and then they lost. Yeah. I mean, that was a buzzer beater, but yeah, not for the win. Yeah, all I can think about is that Giannis will turn around against the Knicks. Oh yeah, was that yeah. A little setback jumper? Gus Johnson on the call. Yeah, over Carmelo. I thought it was over. Was it? I mean, I could be wrong. This is a long time ago. I thought it was over and his freedom, but I could be wrong. Oh, maybe. Oh God, yeah. I'll, just let me think. Let's let me remember it as Carmelo. So I don't have to think okay, about that's it. Okay, that's, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, obviously the they pretty much won with defense a lot of the time in the the finals run. 
right? Like a lot of the great moments were like. I guess we had like that Chris game winner game one game one against the Heat, but I think it wasn't like a true buzzer beater. I think they had like a little bit of time left on the clock. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's a so. it's a rare thing, and I think Dame has probably like a solid chunk of all the ones that have happened since he's come into the league. I mean, this is this is why you trade for a guy like Damian Lillard yeah. because he's capable of hitting those types of shots. Again, I love Drew Holiday. I love Drew Holiday so much. Uh, I saw I saw a tweet that said that he would have injured a fan with that shot. <laughs> <laughs> he took that shot. Well, it was. I want to give some credit too to Brooke Lopez because it the design play was inbound to Giannis. Giannis passes back and then screens for him quickly. And the Kings just doubled Giannis, as you said. They didn't – which, I, I mean, I think it's probably a tactical mistake to ignore the inbounder when the inbounder is Damian freaking Lillard, but that's what they did. And Brooke immediately sprints back toward that out-of-bounds line to do exactly what he did. He'd grab the ball, give it back to Dame, and then sort of get in the way of, of De'Aaron Fox as he pursued him, of course, without drawing any sort of a foul or anything. Um, so it was a really nice situa- situational awareness from Brooke. Giannis had just had a great time, was not involved in the play, but is doing the Dame time before and after interacting with Dame, going crazy. Dame said he uh, kind of accidentally choked him out a little bit with the big bear hug that Giannis put Dame in, which I thought was delightful. But really, the whole team went berserk. I mean, it was so fun to see how excited everybody was after that. Uh, Cameron Payne, who had an awesome game in 11 and a half minutes. We had the the positive uh, campaign game when the Bucks really needed it too, so credit to campaign. But he was having a lot of fun. Jay Crowder and Chris Middleton, who both did not dress, were, were both you know kind of going crazy and having a great time. Giannis, of course. Uh, Ty Ty Washington was just like in disbelief. I mean, Pat, of course, we know Pat is a big fan. Pat Connaughton is a big fan of, of Dame. And he was, you know, kind of shouting and everything. I mean, it was just like the scene after was just so much fun. Did you, did you see Brooke just like after he hit that shot? Dude, he he loves to grab the head. He- no, no, no. Brooke, like, immediately as the shot went in, like, just turns around is like, oh, my God. Does, like, the surrender oh, no. cobra. I, just like, I oh, didn't my see God. That. I saw him, though, when he went to celebrate with him. He Brooke said something to him. And he did. Remember I said this has to be a statue. He just grabs Dame's head while he talks to him. I'm like, Brooke, you can just talk to him. He's not going anywhere. It's got to feel a little threatening. I mean, it does. It's a seven-foot one. He, he could lift you up by that. Like, Brooke. A giant human being. <laughs> it's just how yeah. he does. He could. He could lift him up from that. But Brooke's a gentle job. No, yeah, we know, yeah. Unless you're unless, unless you're, you're an yeah. official. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For the right reasons. Yeah. But no, just just an awesome scene in in Pfizer Forum. Uh man, that might be the first buzzer beater in Pfizer. Yeah, we'll have favorite. to look. I mean I'm... I feel like I'm forgetting one obvious one. I'm trying to like did Chris hit one against Washington? Or that might have been in Washington. It might have been. You know the game out a couple of years ago? He scored like 50 or something? He, yeah, he did score 50. Yeah. I thought there was some late game magic there, but I could be wrong. Oh, did Grayson Allen hit a buzzer beater against the Raptors? I think that was in Toronto, though. Or was that oh, in Fiserv? I think that was in Toronto. He hit a corner three. I remember but, that. Well, it yeah. might have still been time. I don't remember if that was an actual buzzer beater. And the honest, amazing fall over pass. That game they almost blew last season. Yeah. I'm sure people will remind us. We're probably missing up. Please do. Point. I'd love to be reminded of Bucks. Yeah, Bucks yeah let's, let's, let's walk down memory lane there. Uh, Giannis, speaking of him, was pretty incredible as well. 27, 10, and 10, plus three steals, four turnovers in the victory. 
Took two threes, missed both. Oh, well, nine of 14 from the field, which is pretty dang good. The Kings, like many teams, you know, were doing everything they could to keep them out of the paint. I, I think my favorite possession was he goes for the spin move. Trey Lyles, the help is there. He passes out, gets the ball again, and then reruns it with Trey Lyles in a different position, gets through Sabonis for the score. I mean, he was pretty locked in, I would say, throughout this whole game. Yeah, for sure. He was he was choosing his driving lanes well. I'm glad you pointed out that play because it just shows the the patience and the finesse that Giannis has. And he's not just he's not just running dunk man as some people like to paint him uh as, but it it just shows like, yeah, he's smart. He's thinking about this, he's being tactical. And the thing is he trusts his teammates to be able to get him the ball in the right spots, which I think is very, very important. And something that's really manifesting is this team sort of grows together. Because again, like we've mentioned all season long, and we're we're next game the Bucks have is the halfway halfway point of the regular season. We've been sort of talking about how the Bucks are trying to find their cohesion, find uh gel together. They're starting to. The results aren't always pretty. Like this game, uh, again, second night of a back-to-back. Oh, eight. Hey, uh, you know what? Round of applause for the Bucks. They played the second half of that game. Uh, we we know it's a struggle. We know they could have easily just sat their guys at halftime, but they they went out there and they played the second night of a back to back. Uh, so credit credit if, to the Milwaukee. If anyone Bucks was wondering, that is why the title is Bucks beat the odds, the Warriors and the Kings because it's supposed to be impossible. Also, a three and four nights it's supposed to be I, impossible yeah, to do. That's what I've heard. It's it's truly impossible to compete in those situations. Uh. The fact that they weren't down by 45 at the half is really a testament to what this team is becoming. Truly, truly is just, it's it's marvelous. And I I applaud the Bucs for just digging deep and being able to do this like no team ever has in NBA history. Uh, Never. Celtics are a joke. Just what are you doing? They went beat Houston on the second night of a back-to-back. Congrats, Boston. It's just, it'll never fail to... uh, make me chuckle but yeah but Giannis and this team are starting to really really coalesce I think and that's because they're starting to figure some things out in the rotation yeah they certainly are and I think they're also it feels like again like there's been lulls fits and starts but like defensively I know the Kings scored a lot of points as they're wont to do 142 in overtime it still feels like the process defensively is better than it was. And I think there was the one and four slide to start the year, which now they've, you know, three straight wins to bounce back from, which is great. But it does feel like they're just not like getting totally lost as much. Like they're making teams actually beat them on the defensive end, which as we've talked about is what we want to see. And I think the rotation has something to do with that. Although, Malik Beasley, who was like the biggest loser in terms of playing time and some of those rough defensive games, led the team 45 minutes on the second night of a back-to-back in this game for Beasley, who earned it. I mean, Beasley was awesome and carried a lot of load offensively. I really liked that he started to shoot more twos and done so really effectively when teams close out on him too hard. That's a crucial ingredient for him. But in terms of the rotation... So Andre Jackson Jr. starts for Chris Middleton, who did not play with the second night of a back-to-back. That was not on national TV, so they didn't have to play him for half of the game. He only plays 10 minutes. He has one assist, two turnovers, five fouls. Pretty bad game for Ajax, who, again, like there was a proponent of folks who have said that it is stupid. He has not started all year because of the obvious fit. Yeah, I don't think it's stupid. I, I don't think he is 
earned a starting spot. I think every time he starts, he doesn't play very well because teams just ignore him and he has not been able to consistently overcome that yet. And he fouls too much. Which, exactly. It's it's the fouling too much. You don't want to play him in an exorbitant amount of minutes because he's going to rack up fouls with, one, the way he's called, and two, the way he plays. He's a very physical defender. Yeah. Uh, too he's many chest be- bumps. He's gonna he's gonna get he's gonna get knocked for fouls, especially because he's just a rookie. Like that's that's how it works yeah. in the NBA. Yeah. So I don't think it's stupid that he hasn't been the fifth starter. Uh, I think I think it makes perfect sense. Yeah. I also just like has to get better hands. He keeps losing balls in in the paint, which is not ideal. Um, Bobby Portis, of course, off the bench, who still only played twenty five minutes in this game. It feels like the the leash on Bobby is is not long, although. Nine for eleven from the field, two for two from deep. When Bobby hits the threes, it's it's a good night for Milwaukee. Bobby had twenty two and ten. Pat Connaughton, who's just like, kind of just out there, kind of just, just getting cardio sometimes. Just getting cardio, giving opponents cardio when they're running past him on defense. Um, but he played thirty three minutes, and then like that, them when Chris starts, it's those two and, and Andre Jackson are the 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 main eight, and in this game. You know, Griffin just kind of trying things. A.J. Green gets 17 and a half minutes. Again, not a great shooting night for A.J. Green, so he didn't get much more than that. He doesn't really get picked on too much on outside of that, but it's just like if he doesn't hit the shots, the value prop isn't there. And then Cameron Payne in 11 minutes. We had seen his role actually go away when the team was healthy. Andre Jackson Jr. basically plays backup point guard, which means bring the ball up and hand it to Chris so Chris doesn't have to dribble in the Chris and Friends lineups, which is a good idea, and it, it worked pretty well. Uh, but Payne, again, had a great game, five for seven from the field, three for four from deep, was absolutely letting that thing fly, as well as one assist and one steal, no turnovers. Really, like, kind of the performance that made everything else happen when, you know, the Kings weren't stopping on offense. Campaign was answering, which was just crazy to see, but nice to have a guy like that who can come in and be ready like Campaign was. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's it's also nice to see that the Bucks have optionality. Yeah. And that's purely because of the rise of Andre Jackson Jr. Yep. In that they have, um, they have different lineups they can go to. They can, if they need like an offensive burst, they can uh, most of the time go with Cameron Payne uh, if they need some guy who's going to match the this. Yeah, uh, if they need someone who's going to need to match size, be physical, sort of get into uh, guys uh, with defense, you can go with Andre Jackson Jr. Uh, so it's just it shows the versatility of this Bucks team in terms of lineup flexibility. Again, this team does need uh, a, a trade to to sort of uh, 
just just shore up the wing rotation. They need bo- they need to see what happens when Boss Man comes back. Uh, who, by the way, did restock? He 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 re- he launched oh. some new items on his merch. Line. I need to see if I need to pick it up. Yeah, I think you do. I was going to ask about Boss Man, and since you brought it up, let's just do it now. I feel like there's a solid chance he plays on Wednesday. I hope so. Just pure speculation, but we know he's been close. He's gotten in five on five now, and it's the Bucks have what th- two more days off now before the game, so a little they bit next more play time. on Wednesday. Yeah, so p- from Sunday to Wednesday. I, I think there's a chance he plays. We'll see. I think you know Chris will certainly be back, and hopefully Chris Livingston, who was also out with a uh, non-COVID illness, which it was like a little dicey for this game because Giannis was questionable for like an hour before he worked out and said he would go with a a, a shoulder injury, I believe. And I actually did see him holding that shoulder. All the he, ha- the he had a he had a he had a sleeve on it. Yeah. So hopefully Giannis is feeling okay, and the you know the couple days off here can be good for him. Um, but the Bucks would have been frightfully small against the Kings and really had no answer for Sabonis were it not for Giannis playing. So glad that he did and logged 40 minutes on the second night of a back-to-back. Again, like the Bucks wanted this one. Brooke played 40. Dane played 41. Uh, they, they really went for it. Uh, when, and they got it. So that was nice to see. But one guy we didn't mention on the rotation, Marjan Bochamp, who has been excised from the rotation. Did he play against Boston either? He Barely played against Boston, and he did not play against the Warriors or the Kings either night of a back to back. He only played in he only played in garbage time, I believe, against the the Celtics. Against the Celtics, which was yeah a quarter of the game. You're right, that's right. Um, but yeah, he did not play either either game of this back to back. Even though Chris Livingston got in, I think late in the first half against Golden State or early in the third quarter, he played 30 seconds. It wasn't much, but he did get a shot. But again, it like. The fact that it was Chris Livingston who got the shot and not Marjan Bochamp. Pat Connaughton realistically should be at risk of losing. So he hit one big overtime three and missed a couple other ones that would have been very beneficial before it, you know, has not been very good defensively. It's surprising. I usually try not to do this. It almost does feel like he may be hovering in some trade talks or something. It, it or does. Or just straight in the doghouse. Like one or the other. I, I just... Doesn't it's like to be completely gone with the guys who are playing feels odd to me. It 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 truly does feel odd considering that prior to this stretch, he had a consistent role in the rotation when he's been healthy. Like he's been good for a solid like 10, 12 minutes per game before this this start of this new year and this three game and four night stretch. It felt like the Boston game was just like uh the the first game where it's like oh where's where's margin <laughs> like and then you just see it uh continue on this road trip or this road trip this back to back uh this at this homestand i said the opposite of what i meant uh <laughs> it's it's just strange it's it's very strange has marjan been playing his best basketball uh before this no has he been playing better than pat Connaughton? probably yeah. I'd say so. Probably, yeah. I'd say so. Is it is it is it a is it a thing where you don't want to have two rookies just prominently in your rotation? Not technically Maybe? a rookie. Or two young two players, young I guys. should say. Yeah. yeah, I meant yeah. Because Andre Jackson Jr. is a rookie. Yeah. Um two young guys in your rotation who aren't gonna, you know, necessarily they're they're prone to making mistakes. Maybe. And then Ajax has just proven to be the more valuable guy with his brand of basketball. Maybe. But we get AJ a, Green. That's also fair. 
That like the thing, the king, the Kings game. I just don't get. I think the Warriors game and the Celtics game. You can look at it and go, they're playing a, a a thin rotation, and the minutes just aren't there. With still trusting the vets, Bobby and Pat. Even though again, now Bobby played really well in, against Sacramento, really bad against the Warriors, and you know Pat has just kind of been mad most of the time. But okay, you're trusting your vets. Maybe you're you know showing that they can hopefully still play and you know ahead of Feb eight. Who knows? Like, okay, that's fine. And then Andre Jackson Jr. comes off the bench. He's supplanted Marjan. And he's just going with a smaller rotation. Fine. Chris does not play. Uh, Chris Livingston and Jay Crowder are still out. So it's like, okay, we, we need some wings, obviously, to play in this game. And Andre Jackson, after 10 minutes, is basically done for the night. I mean, five personals. He doesn't end up checking back in. Like, he was out of the rotation for all of the second half, most of the second half. Like, doesn't play a ton. So if you don't count Ajax, four starters are in 40 minutes. Then it's Bobby Pat, AJ Green, and Cameron Payne. Like, if he's not going to play in that game, when the hell is he going to play? Is my And again, AJ Green, like, plays 17 minutes. You could tell he didn't have it. Like, he was one for five from the field. He was losing his role, too. Like, I don't know what else could have possibly happened for Adrian Griffin to be like, okay, it's Marjan time. It's just odd to me. Like, I don't, I don't think it's just like – wasn't feeling Marjan. Maybe it was. Uh, it feels like something else is going on, though. Maybe it's, maybe it's someone else's turn. Like he's giving AJ Green a shot. Yeah, at the I mean, expense of Marjan. We've seen he's giving Chris Livingston a shot at the expense of Marjan. Like maybe but it's again, something like, like that. All those shots were used in this game. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how Wednesday against the Cavaliers goes because yeah. if it's still Marjan in the doghouse, I'd be inclined to believe uh, something's going might, on. Something, something's afoot. The we body language the... doctors were at work against the Warriors. For good reason, honestly. They said he didn't stand enough. I mean, he didn't. Yeah. Especially, it's like, you're not exhausted, man. You didn't play. <laughs> it's a fair point. Um, yeah, I, I hope everything is not going too poorly. I mean, we know the Bucks. You know, if you are... Uh, call, if you're being grumpy... About your role with the Bucks, you may not be on the Bucks for long, so I hope that's not really what's going on behind the scenes because that is a quick ticket to Thon Makersville. Is that what we call Detroit? <laughs> they are wheeling and dealing right now. They might send over a couple second round picks here. That was the most mid for mid trade of ever. They season. traded Marvin Ma- bad bad for bad trade. But you know what the funny thing about that trade is? Two funny is things. Is that they one is it that they traded second round picks to get Marvin Bagley yes. to overpay him to trade second round picks yes. to get rid of him? Four second round picks for two years of paying Marvin Bagley eight figures is very, very funny. I think Marvin Bagley might be the best player in the trade. And they gave up he him might. and two second round picks to get uh Danilo Gallinari and um Mike Muscala. Mike Muscala. Mike Muscala is shooting twenty five percent from three this year as a stretch big. Anytime you can, if if you're Detroit, anytime you can get more bigs, you have to do it. Yeah, like they had to play Isaiah Livers, who was the other piston in the trade, who is he's been one of the worst players in the league this year. He might have be, he might be the worst player. Yeah, in the he's this he's year. the designated shooter who can't shoot. Um, you have to play him because you have so few wings, and now it's going to be Gallo. Gallo and yeah. Bojan are your athletic wings on the. Pro- I'm telling, I'd, hey, they'd love Marjan. They would. Would they give oh up my a, God. They might give up a first. They might. Troy Weaver will do anything. 
Well, you know what the issue is? If Marjan was picked top four and worse, they'd probably give up two first. That's true. They do love bus. They do. They do. I mean, who doesn't? But uh, it's who knows what they'll be able to give up for Marjan. If they give up a first for Marjan, that's crazy. Imagine they give like a like an unprotected first for Marjan. Bush. That thing would be burning a hole in John Horst's pocket. Oh my goodness! I think he might keep it. You know, he might. I mean, it's he would keep it until they needed it. Horst is not yes. one to sit on draft picks for a long time. But he's also not one to burn first frivolously. I mean, the last role player they gave up a first for won the Bucks a championship as a starter in PJ Tucker. Yeah, and even that trade, they just moved back like five spots. Yeah, that's a great great point. Because they got a they that. got they a really, high set they got a high second. They have not they have not given up first for role players. Even no, going back to been, Miritich, it was seconds. Yes, under John Horse tenure, we should say. Yeah, no John Luer trade or whatever the hell. Yeah, John Lure, Grievous Vasquez. Just uttering the name Grievous, Grievous oh, Vasquez makes me shudder. Let's move on. Oh, man. Norm Powell and OG for two months of Grievous just, Vasquez. Just you got to do it every McGee time. Is mad when he listens to this pod in, in March. Um, they were just second round picks. Of this, whatever. Or first, first round pick. Oh, my God. Um, what, what, do you have any other thoughts on the rotation? Does Bachman just take Pat's minutes? I hope so. I think that makes the most sense, right? He probably takes Pat. a combination. He takes a combination of the Pat slash AJ Green slash Chris Livingston minutes. Yeah, the former Marjan. Yeah, the former Marjan minutes. Realistically, maybe eats into a little bit of Ajax's minutes too. Yeah, I mean, it just gives you it just gives you uh, you know more flexibility with where you want to go with the rest of those minutes. Maybe he takes a little bit of Bobby too, because he he's Good. the guy who op- he opens up the honest the five lineups. I mean, right now it just feels like trading Pat and someone like Marjan for one player who can defend guards, sign Bismack Biombo, and this team is just perfect. Can you argue? I can't argue with that. You trade is this your dream scenario? They trade they trade Pat, they trade Marjan for uh for Chris Dunn. They Impossible, Bi- but yeah. I yes, I, I recognize that. But uh they they signed Biz Robin stays on. He becomes Bango. Yeah. Uh, just uh, or uh, again, Adam as he's listening to this. Pointer. Yeah. He, yeah. He's got to start off as. Remember, pointer. he can't be Bango. We can't have. We can't put Robin Lopez on an eighty foot ladder. <laughs> I think we can. No. I'm not that sick of his two minutes this year. Uh, <laughs> but protect the big fellas. <laughs> yeah, protect the big fellas. Honestly. <laughs> But he might want to do it. Full-time State Farm. Yeah. I mean, it's a banger commercial. It is a great commercial. It's a banger commercial. Uh, but they, they get Chris Dunn. They sign Biz. Is that is that your idealized version of this Bucks team with Boss Man? Holiday? Yeah, 100%. I mean, your bench then is uh, Chris Dunn, Andre Jackson Jr., Jay Crowder, Bobby Portis, Bismack Biombo. You have so much flexibility to match up with the way teams want to play. You have so many different Giannis at the five lineups you can use at that point. You always can have a pick and roll center for Dame to work with. And in those minutes, like you have so much defensive versatility on your bench. Chris Dunn and Jay Crowder give you so like if if Bees is really getting picked on and the shot isn't going in, you can just be like, well, you're not going to play much in the second half because we actually have the respectable, consistent veteran players 
to come in and cover. Yeah, I think that's a dr- and it's totally realistic. It's not a high bar. No, it is, it is fairly realistic considering one biz is just available just to floating. sign. I was going to ch- I'll check now. Did he clear waivers yet? He probably did. So I'd I'm assume sure, so. I'm sure nobody wanted to claim him because no, honestly, 5 million he, is a five lot. Mil. Yeah, you're not getting even though the vet min's just like 2 mil less it matters salary cap. Yeah. Less. Yeah. Because the sa- against the salary cap, you can sign as many vet mins as you want. But if you have like an actual like NBA contract, like that's above the minimum, it you you need salary cap space in order to design it. Yeah, you need an exception of some sort. So they waived him on Wednesday. So yeah, I think it's only two days to clear waivers. So he should be free and clear. Is there not a rush to sign Big Biz? Maybe he's waiting. Maybe he's waiting for past trade deadline when more teams have roster spots. Maybe he's waiting for a certain team he's interested in. A team that Maybe. probably wouldn't leak that move to the national media. A team that has a young player who's inexplicably not playing right now. Maybe. 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 I, all I know is I trust John Horst to cook. Oh, yeah. But you have to. Yeah. You have to trust Trader John. V2. Again, the guy who hit a falling to the side three-pointer after sprinting full court to end the Sacramento Kings in overtime and tapped his wrist. One first, two swaps, and Drew Holiday and Grayson Allen. Yeah, Grayson Allen. By the way, having a sneaky, amazing awesome, yeah. season. Yeah, good amazing for him. I was totally season. wrong about him falling out of the rotation. I will own that one. Uh, it helps that Bradley Beal. When Beal plays, I think his role is obviously much less, but he's been great to cover for all of the various Suns absences this season. Good for Grayson it's, Allen. It's the same problem he had in Milwaukee, where it's yeah. like if he's not one of the top three featured players or offensive players, it's it's a bit. It's a more of a struggle, though. I do think he's getting better. I'm just. I'm just happy for Grayson, man. I'm happy I, that he's succeeding. I'm very worried that the same exact thing is going to happen to him there that happened to him in Milwaukee. Because the way I see Suns accounts posting about him, I'm just very worried Sam, about how the playoffs. Sam Cooper are go. loves him. I'm just very worried about how the playoffs are going to go because we've seen this exact thing happen. Yeah, to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, all, I, we all. I mean, they were. He was scoring like 20 a game for like a week when Chris was out. I know, but I I felt like I was the only Grayson Allen defender. Um, by the end, for sure. Yeah. Oh well, fly fly high, my son. He's having. Fun. He's gonna give hate again. I'm sure he's having a good year. Good for Grayson Allen. Yeah, but you're right. John Horst was able to make that trade for one uh one pick, one swap, a second, and uh, two seconds, and uh, uh, Drew yeah. Holiday and Grayson Allen, and not the best second that they had. No, exactly, which is Portland's own second, which is still burning a hole in his pocket. Oh, that, that uh, again, thing is flying off the shelves. Yeah, it's uh, with, with Scoot being very uh, inconsistent, which is to be expected for a yeah. very young rookie. But did they win those, last night? No, they Phoenix did not. Ended, they, they played really well with like no players. No, they did. Uh, but no, Phoenix did win that game. Um, even though I saw someone tweet like, oh my God, the Phoenix Suns just lost to the Blazers. It's like they didn't, but. It might count as one. Scoot was 11 for 31 in that game. Oh God. I did not realize he took 31 shots. The Suns had all three of their big three. The Blazers were without Tybal, Jeremy Grant, Malcolm Brogdon, pretty much everyone. Chris Murray, a.k.a. Keegan's Murray's brother, who's not very good, played 37 minutes. Justin Who was also a rookie. Yeah. Rayon Rupert played 14 minutes. Wait, who, a good who, game. who did you who, who Justin Minaya? 
Midnight. I watch I watch a lot of NBA basketball, man. I have no idea who Dude, that is. Duop Reith started and had a nice game. Oh, Duop Reith's been Duop starting Reith for yeah he, for for Aiden when he's been hurt. So it's uh it's been it's been it's been a good Duop Reith season for Tumani sure. Tumani Kamara is not having a great year. Did not have a good game against his former. Team. He's been ha- he's been having like a pretty decent season in terms of like being a good prospect. Because again, he, a former team is a stretch considering he didn't play. For That's the Suns. fair. Yeah. Uh, but the team that traded him for sure. But he's Grayson been, Allen uh, had eight free throws. Okay, now we can say things are changing. I mean, second in the game, only Scoot had more. That's he led the Phoenix Suns in free throws when all of their big three played. Crazy. That is crazy. Uh, Twenty points for Grayson. But what was the what were we talking about? Oh yeah, John 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 Horst. He he's able to maneuver. He's able to make some moves. We trust him to be able to make some moves. Uh, we we do an emergency pot if they get big biz, right? Yeah, hundred percent. No matter what, hundred percent. No matter what. If you're busy, I'll do it alone. <laughs> I'll just phone it in. If like big I did biz the... has no stands. I am deceased. <laughs> I'll just I'll I'll do it from my phone, like we did the Giannis first Supermax extension Dude, yeah. pod. I love that we have to specify which Supermax extension now, which is great. It's amazing. Um, I'm kind of – I'm not not interested in DeLon Wright. We can't do this again. Why? We, we do it every year. I know. We do it every year. I it's mean, like, oh, yeah, every DeLon year. Wright bangs. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is every year DeLon Wright's we're like, hey. A lot, right? It's nice, but he can, he can defend a little bit. That's why I'm not really into Tyus Jones. It's, it doesn't seem worth it for me. No. But if DeLon Wright is available. I'm out. I'm out on DeLon okay. Wright. Okay, that's fair. I just feel like we've been doing this for too long now where it's yeah. like, are we, is anyone going to trade for DeLon Wright? Is that going to happen ever? Maybe not. So who knows? My new my new favorite scheme for the Bucks is trade like, Right, let's talk about Royce O'Neal. Pat in the Portland second for Royce O'Neal. Well, I'm not even that encouraged by, but he'd, he'd be better. And then Horace just buys another hot mid-30s pick from Orlando for cash and a future first, and they just basically have the Portland second back again. I mean, that's how they got Andre Jackson. It's like a 2028 20, second in cash. Got them Andre Jackson Jr. They can do that again. That would be so fun. They just pick like one behind it and also get a player out of it and get to upgrade the roster. That would be it'd be very John Horse to do as well. Yeah. He loves doing that type of stuff. That's why I've seen some people be like, oh, we can't throw that pick. It's too precious. Like it get the best player you can this transaction cycle. And if you really like a guy in the 30s, buy another one. They're gonna be there. There are teams with too many of them. Like it's it's kind of a market inefficiency at this point to have second round picks because like OKC literally has to get rid of them because their roster is full. They have to get rid of first round picks. Yeah. It's there's a huge market insufficiency in terms of like there's like four or five teams that just hoard all of the picks in the NBA draft with the way trades work nowadays. Yeah. uh, In the modern landscape. And they're finally starting to come through because all of these massive trades happened like a few years ago. So now these these picks are uh, actually uh, coming through. I can't think of the word I'm trying to think of, but they're, they're coming through for the teams. Yeah. Um, it'll I be think, it'll be interesting. It'll be OKC it'll be, has three firsts this year, but I think they actually have to send one of them to Indiana as part of another deal. Um, they have Houston second coming in, but their own second going out. So worst case, two firsts and a second for again a team that the roster's damn near full with their own draft picks already, who are on long deals. And like if they ever want to add a player, they would need space to do that too on the roster. And this will be 
one of their last summers, if not their last summer, with real cap space. And then 2025, they have three firsts coming in and a bunch of seconds. 2026, an extra first and two seconds. 2027, two firsts, two seconds. 2028, two seconds. 2029, they have four, five second round picks coming in. Like at a certain point, it doesn't help you. It doesn't. It doesn't. You you have to capitalize on those assets. Especially when the big superstar trades. It's not who has the biggest chat. It's like, all right, who has some picks that the player wants to go to? Yeah. Just like so, you, you're able to make it with just some amount of picks. I would like rather you have players than picks every time. Yes, which is why the teams that are contending make those trades. I mean, OKC, fairly in fairness, is also contending. Just, yeah, I mean, they're they're number one in the West. They, they've <laughs> nailed their picks, but are they I still mean, number one in the West? Uh, I believe so. One second. I think they are. No, they're back to two. Is Minnesota one again? Yeah, yeah, they're just half a game behind Mini. Which, by the way, who would have thought that coming into the season? Yeah. One, two in the West, Minnesota, OKC. Amazing. I love to see it, honestly. I thought, did I, am I the one who said that the Timberwolves are going to miss the play in? I was so oh. wrong on that. I was so wrong. Did on you that. swing? Were you high on them the year? Oh, no. Was that Jordan the year before who was really? It high was Jordan them? the year before. I think I think I said the Timberwolves are going to be out of the play in. So I'll, I'll eat crow on that. That was a terrible pick. I think I took Denver to win the West, and I kind of forgot that they just don't really care about anything that much. And they're still one game out of first. Yeah. And I would not I'll have tell had you the what, Clippers four. I would not have had the Pels five. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, the Clippers. Ever since like the James Harden trade, we we might have clowned them for it, but it might have been an actually amazing trade. Yeah. Like they they've they've been just winning games. They're. It's, I I can't. I think they've lost two or three games with James Harden that Kawhi Leonard has played. It's just it, it's it's crazy how good. Like the Clippers might actually win the West. I just don't think they will. They, I'm saying they're built to do it. I don't think I don't I I don't know if they will. I'm yeah. saying they're built to do it. I'm saying I wouldn't be shocked if they did. How about that? No, that's 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 totally fair. I I could see them losing in the first round just as easily. Not even because they match up with a great team. That just feels like. Just the way it goes in the West and with the Clippers? For the Clippers, yeah. And for James Harden, generally. Oh, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You got to get over playoff Harden. He's never had a playoff performer like Kawhi, though. Yeah, hopefully he does this time. Um, yeah, hopefully. Track hopefully. record fingers, of actually having Kawhi in the playoffs is not Fingers crossed. I he mean, Kawhi's missed, like, Kawhi's missed, what, less than five games this season? It would be hilarious if he started load managing now that he locked in the extension. It would be amazing. That's what I would do if I were him. My no Paul George extension yet? Not yet. I mean, they can't extend Harden. They'd have to wait to re-sign him. They can re-sign him. They can't extend him. So Yeah, he is on an expiring contract. Yeah. Um, hey, I'm, all I'm saying is PG to Milwaukee is still, still possible. <laughs> I'll I die just, on the sill tie. I hope more talent goes west. I would love for the west play. Just like make it a total bloodbath. What is hilarious, Utah is now a game and a half ahead of the Lakers and two games ahead of the Warriors. Jordan Tresky. Take a bow. He's doing so much Packers stuff. Nailed it. They're playing amazing. He did. Five-game winning streak. Everyone went crazy when they beat the Bucs. And it, listen, it was a horrible Bucs game. Don't get me wrong. They're beating everyone. They put like 140 on the Raptors. They beat another actual good team. They beat the run. Sixers without Embiid. Yeah. I thought they even had another. They've had some nice wins on this stretch for them. They're just like actually pretty good. 
No, for sure. They 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 are just they're playing like a good team right now. Uh Larry Markins killing it. It's just uh I'm trying to pull up their schedule as I talk so I can see who they've beaten, but I thought they had another good one in addition to Bucks, but they I beat be they're on they beat Oh my god. Yeah. They've won eight of their last nine. I, they're on a crazy They beat right Miami, now. Dallas, yep. uh, Detroit. They lost to Boston, then beat Philly, Milwaukee, Denver, Toronto, yeah. Lakers. Crazy. I think crazy Jokic stretch. played in the Denver game, too. He did. Was that in Denver? Uh, No. Okay, was I was going to say, it's really hard to win there. Still, yeah, they, uh, they're capable. I mean, they're ahead of Houston now, which, I, I mean... If both the Lakers and Warriors missed the play-in, I would be ecstatic just because of how funny it would be to laugh at those those franchises. Oh, it would be so funny. Is it going to happen? Probably not. But One of them trades for a big salary guy. For sure. I think it's the Warriors. It might be both. It might be both. The Lakers are flirting with DeJounte. And a lot Levine of people did still... not like my DeJounte Murray to the They Bucks didn't. Idea. They really didn't. Do you know why? They fit on really his defense too much. People, I, He made an all-defense team. He has not been a great defender since. People are just like, oh, he's, he's selfish. He wants the ball. You know, he doesn't defend. And then listen, if that's true, then don't trade for him. Obviously, you have to do your homework as a franchise, as a front office, you know, tamper. And like, hey, would you be excited about being the fourth option on the Bucks and winning a title probably this season? Would you be able to lock in on defense? If he doesn't want to do that, then obviously you don't trade for him. Yeah. But if assuming he's interested in that and just wants to be on a good team, not the Hawks who suck – and focus on defense, you know, have your, your op- most easiest open looks ever, I do think he's a perfect fit. I do think a player doesn't go from literally making an all-star team and an all-defense team to being impossible to defend well. It's up to him. And I'm also I'm also saying the bar is low on perimeter yeah. defenders well, that, for this that, Bucks exactly. team. If he's just okay, that's a huge upgrade. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. exactly. He like he doesn't have to be I'm not asking him to be Scottie Pippen out there. I'm asking him to be better than Cameron Payne and Malik Beasley. Yeah. Which I would sure hope. I just that's all I'm asking. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think and like Pat Connaughton too. Like he's a rangy guy. He's like, he got a long wingspan. Like yeah, uh, I'm just asking him to be better than those guys. I don't I, think that's that. It, it's he's still he is better than those guys. I, I and that's on a you. down. That's on a down streak of his defense. I agree with you. It sounds like they probably will get a first from L.A. for him. So whatever, he can go there and be a scapegoat when they inevitably lose again because. The roster's not very good, and because they're they're trading for another negative shooter, the coach is not very good. Yeah, I mean it's it's like there's one thing that you really need to nail around LeBron, and they dismantled that one thing after their title team and just never got it back. Yeah, no, LeBron and AD, what you need is shooters and like a center, and they're like, nah, we're bunch not of ball that. handling, just a no. bunch of ball handling. Ruri Hachimura, who was like our third best player, and shockingly that has not held up. The Christian Wood experiment didn't go well for the seventh consecutive time. Who could have seen that coming? Crazy. Jackson Hayes, who's, I think, hurt right now, but uh, I don't know what you were expecting. Gabe he, Vincent, unfortunately. This is not is, played. Is, yeah, exactly. Just the heat injuries. squeezed all the basketball out of his knee and there's none left, which sucks, but. No, it's it's awful for him. It's awful for the Lakers, and it's 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 just a it's it's tough. But if it's we're just, like, let's be like, it's like the uh, it's like the Monty Morris thing in Detroit, though. Like Gabe Vincent doesn't fix this. Monty Morris is supposed to fix things in Detroit. That's what they that like. 
the Detroit line has been like, we haven't even seen Monty Morris play yet. Oh like, my God, I forgot he's on the Pistons. Yeah, he's there. It's oh like, my God. Monty Morris I, hasn't even suited up yet. So what can oh you really expect God. us to do given <laughs> we haven't had Monty? <laughs> We've only had one of our two Montys. So what are we supposed to do? I don't... <laughs> They were they were supposed to come combine and go full Monty, but they they didn't. <laughs> nice. uh, they were supposed to like Voltron or something, like both Monty. Uh, that is just one of my favorite. Like we haven't even seen Monty Boris suit up yet. Like, how can you really judge them? Did you see the story where they were like, uh, "Hey, you let Jaden Ivey run point, Monty Williams. Why didn't you do that before?" They had like, a huge organizational meeting yeah, where the leadership. Players- we had a leadership council meeting, and they pointed out, "Yeah, maybe you should try that." So I did. And it worked. I mean, they didn't win the game, but like Jaden well, Ivey actually didn't win the game. Uh, they they he went ballistic in that game, and it's like, huh? Who would have thought? So they did. Uh, t- what is it? Twenty eight straight losses. Now they're back up to seven already. Yeah. So do we have to I do think this twice in one year? I think they'll get up to twenty again. I mean, certainly are they going to have at least two chances at it? No, they. I think I think they will on this streak. They're the worst team I've ever seen. Two and seventeen at home. It's it's there, and so they won one road game, one and nineteen on the road. They are they they're the worst team I've ever seen play basketball. See, I think the they were starting. I mean, they they before Ish Smith were actually worse. I don't think so because they did they weren't starting. I mean, he they can't do it now, but that might have just been Troy Weaver saying, "Hey, Monty, you can't do this anymore." Where it's like you can't just start Isaiah Livers anymore. Yeah, but I mean, are they just gonna start like a, a bunch of bigs now? I mean, it's better than that. It's better than the Lakers, man. They have better players than that Sixers team had. They just fit so bad. Everything around them is so yeah. Bad. To be yeah, no one. I mean, Cade's Cade's hurt right now, but thankfully it's not a it's not a massive injury. He'll be reevaluated in like two weeks, I think. Yeah. So that that's that's a great news because it looked scary, but. Yeah, you're right. The process Sixers didn't have a Cade Cunningham. I mean, they didn't have a Boyan either. Yeah. I mean, some of those years, it was like, what, uh, Okafer out there. Obviously, Embiid didn't play for like three years. Um, They had some guards who like people actually got a little mean. One like, year of Michael, Michael Carter-Williams. Young Robert Covington. Yeah, they got rid of him. They were like, no, you're too good. You're, you're out of here. We are not hey. supposed to beat the Heatles. Maybe he wasn't that good. No, he wasn't, but he was too good for them. Yes, yes, that's fair. And he's exactly the the kind of player that can win you games on a team like that while accomplishing nothing in the grand scheme. Yeah, the Bucs learned that lesson. They sure did. (laughs) Uh, Bringing it back to the Bucs, do we have anything else we need to talk about for the Bucs? I'm really interested to watch them play three games against the Cavs in like a week and a half. The NBA schedule this year is horrible. Should we go through the schedule a little bit? Yeah. So, like we said, the they played the Cleveland Cavaliers on Wednesday on the road. This this starts a little bit of a road stretch for them. Uh, however, they do get the oh, Detroit God. Pistons twice in a row. Oh, I didn't even realize. I don't even like that. I don't want to watch. I don't. That. It's it's ugly basketball. Saturday at two p.m. I have to watch Bucks Pistons. Um, is it before? It's before the Packers play. So the Packers play uh, at that seven. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what a doubleheader. Oh my god! Um, I guarantee you, a lot of people are not going to be watching that game, considering there will be another uh, playoff game on. 
Well, and uh, the the Lions are in the playoffs. People, Pistons fans might it might be empty. It probably will it's be. It's in Detroit. It might be empty in there. Yeah. And then the Bucks stay there for Monday night as well. They might come back. Who knows? I would it's go such back. A, it's such a short flight, especially with well. it being a day game on Saturday. Not to not to be all T Swift, but it's like might as well yeah. just go back. Yeah, um, yeah. But they they play the Pistons on Saturday. They do get rest here after their three game and four night stretch. They do get two days off between the Kings and the Cavs. The Cavs on Wednesday, and then they get two days off between the Cavs and the Pistons. On Saturday, they play Monday against the Pistons again on the road. Then they come back for a nice little three-game and four-night uh, uh, homestand. They play the Cleveland Cavaliers on Wednesday. Then they play the Cleveland Cavaliers on Friday. And then welcome in the New Orleans Pelicans on Saturday before going on a West Coast road trip, which includes the Nuggets, the Trailblazers, the Mavericks, the Jazz, and the Suns. Uh, so a pretty substantial two-week road trip for the Milwaukee Bucks. That's usually how it goes. This happens every season where they do their little West Coast soiree. But you gotta you gotta feast on this schedule right now. You gotta feast, especially like we, we haven't talked about the Cavaliers a ton. The Cavaliers are just so injured, but they keep winning basketball games. I'm trying to figure out okay, so not every game on Martin Luther King Jr. Day today is national television. Because I'm, I'm looking at the Cavs schedule. Because I knew they were – they played in France. So they've been off for a while. They played Thursday against the Nets in France and had four games – four days off before that and did not play from then until today. But I saw Bulls at Cavs. And I was like, is this one of the featured games? But they have a lot of games on. So I'm guessing it's not one of the featured games. Um, but just checking out the Cavs schedule. Yeah, they found ways to win. Um, you know, as much as – they're in kind of a weird spot. Uh, because, yeah, that is not a national televised game. Because they – everyone kind of – even Cavs fans are like, yeah, Donovan Mitchell's probably gone after this year. But, like, he's still really helpful and has been very good for them. Obviously, he kind of has I to would be. be I, here's my hot take. I would be surprised if he's gone. Uh, I think he's gone. I think he's – I think everyone – I think it's like people know he's gone. I think he stays. I don't think he stays. We'll see. I, I – you know, it would be great if you were right for the league and everything. I think he is in New York or Miami after the season. Yeah, maybe. Which I don't I don't like. Miami is scary with him. Uh, I don't oh, like absolutely. That. New York, it's like how many – okay, sure. Whatever. I think New York – I mean, obviously, Donovan Mitchell is an amazing player. I think New York gets better and they're already a pretty good team. I think that elevates them to near the top of the East. But I'd still take the Bucs over them in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um. But Miami, Miami, just can Miami just stop? I know. Can they just stop? Yeah, they have Jaime Hawkins, who's very good. Yeah, just it's, ridiculous. It's I feel like a Bears fan talking about Jordan Love right now. But like, can we just stop this? I know. Like, can 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 Adam Silver do something about it? I don't think so. I think he should. I I don't think he can do anything. I think he should do something. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne Wade getting the first statue uh, yeah. outside Miami. That was great. Great news. Fun to see. Uh, always love D Wade, Marquette guy. Um, I thought you meant Dean yeah. Wade. <laughs> Dean Wade's the best D Wade to ever play for the Cavs. Correct. Uh, uh, I am looking up here. I think the Cavs, something to note, have been a pretty bad three point shooting team. Uh, they are twenty sixth in three point percentage, which you would kind of expect, given, of course, that you know they have the dual non shooting bigs, but. Also, like 
a lot of their even shooters, only one of the only they, I mean Evan Mobley's hurt. Yeah, but I mean a lot of their guys you would look at as shooters who are playing high minutes. Like Mitchell's thirty four point nine percent from three this season on really high volume, but still Struess is thirty four and a half percent. Mobley again is out, but twenty percent. Jared Allen just doesn't even shoot him. Karis Levert is under thirty five percent. Isaac Okoro actually up to thirty six point six percent. A nice player. Oh, wow. Would be a great fit on the Bucks. I don't think they're going to let him go. But uh, Niang, who looks like a pretty bad signing right now, 35% and is also just not really good at anything else either. Dean Wade, 36%. Max Struess. Yeah, under 35 for Struess. Sam Merrill, though, 41%. Gotta Can't lose Sam Merrill. He's on a heater Sam, right now. Sam Merrill is just – he's living the dream right now. He, he Credit to him. He's put in yep. the work. He's found an actual rotation spot with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Bucks legend. Sam yep. Merrill, NBA champion Sam Merrill. Yep. Uh, hit the three to uh, break the record for the most three-pointers in the game in NBA history from another TNT cutaway game. Uh, God. Just just annoying. You ever beat a team so bad that national TV is like, hold on, we we, we got we to gotta save face here. We can't do this. Twice. Twice it's happened to the Bucks, But... Yeah, Sam Merrill, credit to him. He's been he's been putting in the work. He's uh he's found, he's carved out a great spot and he's shooting the heck out of the ball. Yeah. Like, and they need it he, too. He's he's doing what he's very good at doing at a very elite level. And it's like, yeah, of course. Like if you yeah. can do if you can shoot in an elite level, like that elite of a level in the NBA, you're gonna find a spot. Oh yeah. Um I do think the Cavs just feels like they rely on like I, I'm not even I know they have the injuries right now, but just generally, it feels like they rely on a lot of pretty flawed players. It does, it does, and we'll see how the Bucks fare against them because they see uh, them a lot in the next ten days. Yeah, uh, three times in the next ten days uh, for. So just they have five straight games against the Central, then two teams. Yeah, so that would be a big a lot, eleven days. Excuse me, but. The Bucks only have a six and five record in the division because of the Pacers, so it would be nice. Yeah, because they're one in four. Bring <laughs> that number up a little bit. Who did they lose to? Other? Oh yeah, yeah, the Alex Caruso game. This has been uh, their worst year against the division by far. Which, yeah. I mean, obviously, the Pacers now are pretty much better than any other team in the Central has been for. Oh, I guess the Cavs last year, but otherwise. Uh, for quite a while. Wasn't there a year a few years ago where the Bucks didn't lose a game in the Central or something? I think more might have been more than one. It's crazy. It's yeah. absolutely crazy how dominant the Bucks have been in the Central Division too. I mean, good thing divisions don't matter because they're not doing well against the Central Division this year. But it's still they're still the best among teams in the Central of division record. The Cavs are three and oh. three. The oh no, the Pacers are nine and two. Excuse me. Okay, I was gonna say the Pacers are nine and two, but the Bulls are three and five, and the Pistons are one and seven. Yeah, it'll be hard for the Bucks to catch the Pacers, considering those two are the best teams. Uh, but we shall see. We shall see, indeed. Uh, do we have anything else we need to talk about, Ty? I think that pretty much does it. Until our emergency pod later this afternoon with Bismack Biombo's Milwaukee Buck. I uh, let's. Well, I hope. I oh, hope for your sake. We need two way. We have. To, there should be two way news today. January. Oh 15th yeah, there should the, be. The deadline for signing two-way players. The Bucks have two open two-way slots. Uh, maybe we maybe we should have waited. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe we should have waited. I mean, we can we can update this later. But yeah, we'll hear some two-way news. Uh, I'd assume at some point today. I uh, hope so. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We'll, I mean, we'll record again eventually. So yeah. Um, 
stay tuned for that. We'll have all the analysis. Make sure you check out gspn.info for all of our links. But uh, in the meantime, we'll say thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on Blue Wire and GSPN. Talk of the Tundra. That's all you need. That's you really need to listen to Talk of the Tundra. It's on man. this feed. Go down. It's on this episode. feed. It's right yeah. here. It's on this feed. We imported it. But if you want to check out the actual feed, it's Talk of the Tundra on your podcast platform of choice. It's on this YouTube channel as well if you're watching on YouTube. But again, if you're confused, just go to gspn.info. You'll find all of our links there. And uh, just just pure bliss of a Packers win. Oh, man. It was great. <laughs> nothing nothing better. The, the I almost said the Bucks. The Packers are undefeated, never lost in AT&T Stadium. Uh more Three playoff and wins there than the uh, the Cowboys. Yeah, there's a fun fact for you: three to two. That's crazy. It is. <laughs> I saw a stat: the Texans, since they became a team, have more playoff wins than the Cowboys. That's also very funny. Um, but yeah, the Packers just blowing the doors off of the off of the Cowboys. We'll see how they fare next week against the 49ers, but enjoy it. Make sure you listen to Talk of the Tundra. Check out all of our pods here on GSPN. Again, gspn.info. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening to this or watching. Get, make sure you leave a five-star rating and review on your podcast platform of choice. Pod random, and we will talk to you next time.